Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to the Better Together Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rosario Picardo, along with my beautiful wife, Callie Picardo. We are so glad you're here with us today, and we have a very exciting guest with us. We have Bishop Mike Lowry, who just retired as the Bishop of the Central Texas Conference and has newly joined the team at United Theological Seminary as our bishop in residence. So we installed him officially last month, and Roz and I quickly said, ooh, we, we want to learn from his wisdom. We want to sit under some of his teaching. And one of the things that Roz and I have wrestled with is just how to balance godly ambition um, with humility. And so we'll dive into that in just a minute. But Bishop, welcome. Thanks for joining the Better Together podcast. Well, thank you. It's a delight to be here and to share with you uh, today in this podcast. I, I want to commend to the listeners the kind of ministry that the two of you offer through this. We appreciate it. Thank you. So Bishop, where do we start? I mean, as Christians, you know, we're called to be humble, you know, we're under God's authority, yet often God calls us to step into leadership roles, to go after things that are hard. Sometimes God calls us into ministry. Sometimes God calls us into politics. Sometimes it's God calling us to lead in the secular world. And so how do we balance that tension of godly ambition with humility. You've been a bishop. You've you've been at the top of the you're at the top of the denominational power in the United Methodist Church. I mean, how how do you stay humble in the midst of everything? I, I was going to say it's easy. <laughs> in some sense, it actually is, just because there's God always sends people around you to remind you. <laughs> they, they, you know, I I. Uh, I keep remembering my last appointment was to this wonderful church in San Antonio and, and uh, a brand new senior pastor. It's a large church with a large staff and all that. And, and I went up to the third floor for some reason, I forget why, which is where a youth department is. And I, and I was a little lost. I was new in the building and I ran into this, uh, to this high school kid uh, who said, who are you? And I said, well, I'm the new pastor. He said, well, you better be good. You know, <laughs> kind of like, okay. You know, I mean, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm glad you're here or anything. Was, well, you better be good. And, uh, and it, and it was, a, it was a way of sort of just humbling me just saying, okay, what you are is submitted. And I think for me, that's the theme I'd like to go back to. For me, this is theological in that it's a first commandment kind of issue. Who is Lord? Um, 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 my way of putting it is Jesus is Lord. I am not. And that's a really good thing, you know? <laughs> um, um, and I've been enamored with uh, some of the work done by 
different scholars on on the term faith, pistis, in the New Testament, which, which uh, out of the old Roman culture, where understanding means less intellectual belief and more allegiance. So a scholar named Matthew Bates has published a marvelous book called Salvation by Allegiance Alone. And, um, and the other thing that I have said over a multi-year, multi-decadal period is uh, something I really, that's a part of my prayer life, I really take to heart, and I want to give some real credit to two mentors I've had, uh, spiritual directors, um, uh, Father Joe Tetlow, uh, first a Jesuit priest, and then uh, for the last oh, decade plus, uh, retired Navy chaplain, uh, United Methodist clergy named uh, Sid Spain, Dr. Sid Spain. Um, and in all of them, I've said to people, you know, when, when, when you shovel dirt on my casket, I'd like somebody standing by to say that was a submitted man. Now, it's a hard balance um, in the gist of that, because part of that is you gotta, you gotta have enough, um, I'm not sure what the right term is. I'm going to use a term that's probably wrong and then want to qualify it. But you got to have enough swagger to do it, you know, mm -hmm. to just do your job. Um, you can't be, for instance, in making appointments as a bishop, you cannot be so, in, so uh, enwrapped in humility that you can't finally pull a trigger and say, we'll send X to church Y. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just not faithful. And at the same time, boy, you, you just, you gotta be submitted to the Holy spirit and to, and to the sense of that. For me, one of the things is to, is to make sure you have people speaking into you that can look you in the eye and say, you know, I think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and ideally you want people around you who can do that and do it with some grace and, yeah. and, correct manners. So there are appropriate and inappropriate ways to do that to anybody that would include your own children when they're preschoolers. Yep. You know, I mean, there are ways you do it with a two-year-old that are appropriate and inappropriate. And, and the same thing is to be said for uh, anybody at any age and in any position. I mean, I, I, I think there are ways to say that to the president of the United States, but you don't go into a cabinet meeting and yell, you stupid dummy, you know, you. <laughs> that generally doesn't go over well. <laughs> yeah. You do that in ways that are graceful. I think now I've never been in a cabinet meeting. So what do I know? But, but I do know about the Bishop's cabinet. And, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things I actually uh, uh, came into office to do is, was, and I deliberately set out as a goal. My cabinet knows this. Uh, or the cabinet I had then was to teach them to argue with me huh. because, I, because I needed that. I, I needed their feedback at the same time. You know, there's a, such a thing as there's a point at which in the, in the group um, when decisions are made, we all get behind it. So, so let me, let me go from preaching to meddling here and get real specific. <laughs> um, um, Callie and Roz and I are all a part of the United community. And we uh, coexist on a number of um, uh, elements of that community. 
in terms of its faithfulness and mission. And, and one of the things uh, we look at are various decisions for United. And, and, and it, it's quite all right for the three of us to disagree with each other in that dispute. But there is some sense when President uh, Kent Millard and uh, in the wisdom of the group, uh, a decision is made that that whether whether, say, Roz and I have agreed and Kelly's disagreed with us or however that breaks out, there's a sense in which, okay, we all come together Mm -hmm. and provided it's not unethical, of course, we're we're all behind it. Here's the decision that's made. So so uh, hypothetical that boards of trustees and senior administration in every seminary face every year is at what level do you set the uh, the tuition, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and at United, I'm proud to say we have robust conversations about that, both on the administrative level and on the board level. Uh, but there is some sense in which okay, we come together when that's done. It, it's it's made. Uh, you know, let's all get on board here. Uh, there's a time. Um, there's a time to set those aside. I, I don't know if that fully gets at what your question is, but there's an element to that. Yeah, I love what you're saying though about having part of humility and balancing that power is making sure you always have people in your life who have permission and who you trust to speak truth um, and to be able to be open to that conversation, especially in the decision making process. I think. I've seen leaders go astray when they start um, just feeling like they they are the smartest person in the room and that they've got it all together and um, far be it from anyone else to be able to challenge their authority. Or sometimes they just surround themselves with yes people because it affirms them, it encourages their ego. But realistically, we are, I mean, our podcast is called Better Together. We believe that as the body of Christ, we are better together and able to refine one another. And so I love um, just that encouragement to have truth tellers in your life and be open to good, healthy dialogue and debate that's respectful, but you don't have to all agree in the decision-making, but that, that ability to then afterwards though say, okay, we, we, we were all heard, but here's the decision we're going forward. Yeah, I like to remind myself that, and I got this from Dallas Willard. So let me let me not take credit for it myself by any stretch. But the smartest person in the room is Jesus. Amen. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's face it. No, no offense to either of you or to myself, but it's none of us. You know, I mean, you just you got to kind of keep it. The other thing, by the way, that I think about it is. Um, uh, well, two things that I would want to mention. One is I have kept uh, spiritual directors in my life, mm-hmm. and I've made sure those are people who are not in my chain of command, okay. if you will. So that, as I said, while I've been a bishop, I've had two. One is a, a, a Jesuit priest uh, over at Montserrat's uh, 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 retreat house um, uh, near Lake Dallas, which is north of Dallas that I used to go to. And then when the Pope moved him to, to uh, St. Louis, I got a Navy chaplain, a retired Navy chaplain named Sid Spain, uh, who actually uh, in his retirement was uh, part-time at a Methodist church in uh, another conference in the, in the uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Conference, uh, now part of Mountain Sky, I believe. And, and, and in both cases, you know, I had people 
who could tell me to jump in the lake <laughs> and get away with it. Now, they're, they're a private thing. So let, let me tag that. Let me come back to the other thing that I think is really important. And my wife is really good about getting me on this one because it's when I'm healthy and I can lose it when I, when I get pressed and stressed, mm-hmm. but that is a sense of humor. <laughs> and, part of a, and part of a sense of humor that's critical, I think, is the ability to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, not it's not directed to making fun of others. It's directed to to being able to see the humorous situation. Carl Bart, in a famous lecture, I want to say it was at the University of Chicago. It's when he came to America. Was asked at one point of doing series of lectures on the Lord's Prayer, and he and he made the comment, "Humor too is a part of daily bread." Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. We're, Roz and I think personally are trying to add more joy and laughter into our lives. And joy is one of those gifts of the Holy Spirit. And kind of Maya Angelou quote yesterday about joy is like air. You know, we need that laughter. We need that humor. We need that joy, that likeness, the, even in leadership, even in serious leadership, there's a, there's a time for the seriousness, the focus, but there's also a time for that levity and that joy and just delighting and following the Lord. I'm sure. I think so. I'm, I'm sure in your ministry, you never really, you know, set out to be a bishop and, and those things. And when we talk about godly ambition and what the world says, climb the ladder of success and some of that drive, um, can be godly, and other times that drive is more self-absorbed. How do you balance that um, in when you talk to you know young leaders or just different leaders that are um, gifted and want to use their gifts, but um, don't know when to push and don't know when to pull, and just kind of figuring those things out? Yeah, that's a great question, Roz. Um, I think there is some sense in which you let things come to you, which, which, which in reflection, I haven't always thought this. So it, it, it's easier at 70 to see at age 71, which is what I am now than, than at age 27, you know? Um, but, it, but in some sense, you actually trust the leading of the Holy spirit. Um And um, I remember uh, early in my ministry, I was asked by a guy who was a DS, and you seem to think every appointment you have is the greatest appointment. And I said, I, you know, I'd hope so. And at the time, I wasn't being real reflective about it. It was just kind of a flippant response. But the more I thought about that, the more I thought, you know, there's something there's something to that. You want to uh, you want to be able to embrace where you are. Um, uh, I, I, of all my appointments, there's really only been one that I was honestly unhappy at and, and told a district superintendent, you know, I wouldn't mind being moved, you know, in fact, I think I said, you know, I'd kind of like to be moved, but if you need me to stay, I will. I think that's how I phrased it. Um, and I used to stop and pray in the sanctuary there. 
and uh, and in it, I over and over heard God saying to me, "Just trust me, will you? Will you just trust me?" And I'm, you know, um, I by any psych eval, I have a high need to be in charge. <laughs> okay, um, but I also know that the Holy Spirit speaking into me there was just life saving. Mm. Um, uh, so when it comes to some of the higher positions uh, in a secular sense in the church, I'm not sure they're higher at all, by the way. I'm not sure the best position in the church isn't, isn't exactly what Jesus said. It's just being a servant of people, whether you're clergy or lay. Okay. Um, but in, in some sense, in terms of the ecclesiastical hierarchy, um, you know, if things like a district superintendent or a bishop or a, or, or, a, you know, a leadership position in a seminary, if they come to you, okay, but let them come to you. Um, when it comes to, to the Episcopacy, I'm always somewhat, um, I'm not sure what the right word is. I'm always somewhat reluctant with people that think they're self-nominated. Mm -hmm. There is some sense in which the peerage says, um, would you, we'd like to put you up for this. Yeah. We'd like to do that. I've heard someone say it. Well, if you think you're a leader, look around and is anyone actually following you? That is not positionally required to. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good insight. Yeah. Well, we have the ultimate model, don't we? I mean, Jesus who humbled himself even to death on the cross, as Philippians 2 tells us, you know, he, and he, he prayed like he did, you know, with that appointment. Okay. Here's what I'd like, but God said, trust me. And Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, God, not my will, but yours be done. Like if it's possible for this cup to be taken from me, if I don't have to die on the cross, but God, I will, I'm father and son full alignment there. And we want to be so aligned with the Lord, with the Holy spirit that we're saying, okay, God, not my will, but your be yours be done. We want to be in alignment with you. And I think that's a good approach. We can leave the listeners with this for the, to just keep, as you said, following the Holy spirit and letting God lead you and bring those opportunities going for it. When God says, say apply, but trust me, you know, with those opportunities, but also just saying, okay, God, not my will, but yours be done. Whatever you want for me, God, I trust you. I like the name of your podcast that the two of you have chosen because it, it, it remind, and I assume it's intended to remind everyone that nobody does this alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need those folks who speak into you. You need the relationship with the Lord um, that in a sense is going to humble you. Um uh, and and help keep you humble. At the same time, you need to have enough self confidence that you can step forward when called upon. Yeah, Amen. Well, Bishop Lowry, thanks for joining the Better Together podcast yes. this week. We are so grateful for your wisdom personally, and on behalf of those that will listen, we want to say thank you as well. Yes, thank you. It, it is my uh, joy and pleasure. So I want to thank both of you for the opportunity to share. Well, share this podcast. If you're a listener, share this podcast with your friends or social network. And until next time, remember, we are better together.